0: I'm normally here on RSCD Radio in the mornings, mid-mornings show on Friday. So you may um, may know what I do. But today is a special show and I am recording it together with a special guest, Jessica, uh, who I am going to be talking about special day, special show. Um, today is uh, generally known uh, International Women's Day and we're going to discuss maybe the name and uh, how um, we can call it differently. And uh, Jessica and I are here in the studio to discuss um, to discuss this day, to discuss what's happening in Luxembourg on this day in different spheres. Why is it uh, important to talk about it? Why is it important to still raise awareness about it? And what um, we can still do to continue... Um, continue talking about it so first of all hello Jessica hello thank you thank you for coming thank you for joining me today in the studio Um, maybe we can start by just you can maybe introduce yourself introduce your work introduce um, yourself within your work and also within Today, today uh, there is also going to be a women's strike, women's march, uh, starting at five o'clock at the Gare and there are um, specific preparations that include Jessica into uh, in this march. So maybe we can discuss all of this later, but first, maybe you can just introduce yourself for listeners sure. nice to know.
1: Thank you, Nicole, for this introduction. So my name is Jessica Lopez. I um, am a social worker in Asti, which is a migrant organization. I am part um, of the organizers of today's uh, Women's Strike. It's been since 2019 that I'm active in the GIF platform. Um, A little bit um, of my story, I um, I was born in Luxembourg. I have a migrant background. My mom is Italian, my father Portuguese. So I was a bit brought up in this multicultural setting. Um, I studied social work and later sociology in Lisbon. Um, I have actively focused my career on um, migrants' rights, but also all the intersectionalities that exist between sexism, capitalism and racism. Um, And... In the GIF platform, I represent the organization where I'm working. So, ASTI focusing specifically on migrants' women's uh, concerns. And I am the coordinator of the um, working group mobilization. That's the group that uh, tries to get as many people as possible on board for the strike.
0: Mm-hmm. That's how you also got uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> got me, got to know. Because I um, I must say, I was not... Um I was not that much aware of your work before I actually um started to get a little bit involved and maybe for for people who are not aware how um the strike is being organized what are the the main points of its organization and how Gif the platform works and if somebody would be interested maybe we can talk quickly about um about this mm
1: mm-hmm. So GIF is a platform that exists since 2011. Um, It uh, came into place at the 100th anniversary of International Women's Rights Day. Um, The idea of GIF was really to um, make a point um, of the political dimension of the 8th of March and of all the achievements that feminism as a concept and a movement that I mean, all the achievements that they are, but also to, to reflect the ongoing struggles. It's a platform that uh, groups uh, different organizations, but also the union and uh, individual people that want to be engaged. And the idea is really to use uh, this special date to underline the ongoing inequalities between women and men in, in Luxembourg and everywhere in the world. Um, It is organized mainly on a volunteer basis. That means that there's different working groups where people can get involved. Um, We have a working group mobilization. That's the one I'm coordinating. But there's also communication where maybe people that by profession are um, working in communication also engage uh, voluntarily in this. We have the working group demands that really focuses on uh, the platform's main demands. Um, The women's strike exists uh, now, it's the third year we we are calling it uh, strike, joining a bit the international movement all over the world. So women's strikes have been organized in different countries before. The call for strike is really a reminder that um, the feminist movement and the labor movement cannot really be separated because we really have to highlight the, the importance and of women's work and the different dimensions in which it exists. There is the, the, the work, the, the paid work, but there is also the very big load of unpaid work that, uh, women, um, that women take. Um, even though in Luxembourg, there is no real legal possibility to actually withdraw from uh, the workplace, uh, we still think it's important uh, to call it a strike. It's a political strike. And to really underli- um, yeah, line that women um, still do the majority of unpaid work and uh, the unpaid work at home in the domestic sphere, but also... Um, the emotional work in interpersonal relationships. And it's also a strike of that work um, to, to make it more visible on the 8th of March.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, work and unpaid work is also um, one of the demands of this year's strike equal pay for, for everyone. And Jeff organized an open meeting about the pay gap um, and it was uh, um, really really interesting I was attending it and I, I was really surprised how unaware we are of what actually it includes in And um, we will take a little break for for a song and then maybe we can quickly mention the rest of the demands and how can people maybe get familiar with from the GIF and then we can go further into Asti's demand that you can maybe guide us through a little bit in detail and dedicate today's um, rest of the show to this. So I'm going to continue with a French song that is called Peur des Filles by a band called L'Imperatrice and then we'll come back to the conversation with Jess. Um, we have been talking before about the women's strike that is happening today starting at five o'clock. you can still all join. And as we have mentioned before, when there is a um where when, when there is a strike, there is always demands that are being presented uh within the strike. what are people actually asking? For I think Jessica will be the better person to explain this. But there is um, there are different things that are being asked today uh, by women and solidary, solidary? men. And um, there is a lot of them. And when I first saw the amount of demands, I was a little bit surprised because I thought in a country like Luxembourg, we would have been a lot further in the progression in uh, inequality so um, maybe Jessica you can guide us quickly through because we only have one hour and we can talk for millions of hours about the reasons about the actual little points within each demand but maybe you can quickly guide us through what we are going to be marching for today. Sure, um yeah, I, I mean, I think
1: it's interesting that you mentioned that Luxembourg is not like the typical country you would think of female oppression, and this is a comment we we commonly get. Um, but then if you, you if if I guide you now maybe through the demands, it, it's it becomes very clear why uh, we we really still need to strike and take the streets. So, as you mentioned before, one of our demands is an equal pay for everyone. Luxembourg right now has a pay gap for the same work between uh, women and men of 7.6%, which is sold as a good result comparing it to other countries. I think as long as we don't have a 0% gap between uh, men and women who do the same job, it's not a good result. Um, And uh, the whole platform shares um, this opinion, but actually the pay gap is way more complex um, as only looking at um, a man and a woman who do the same job and and what is the difference between their salaries. The the pay gap is also the fact that uh, six times more women work part time as compared to men. So we have 36% of the women, working women in Luxembourg who have a part-time job while it's only 6% per man. And this is also a clear uh, discrimination for later on in life for for, for pension, for example. Um, Luxembourg has a pension gap that is really scary. It's 44% difference. So it's enormous. And of course, this has to do with the fact that Women um, in majority reduce the working hours to take care of the children and to take care o- of their homes. Um, women also um, work uh, are predominant uh, in sectors that are really undervalued, like, for example, the cleaning sector, where really you have... Um, Uh, 83% of women uh, working and it's clearly uh, one of the sectors that is the most underpaid and undervalued. So um, equal pay for everyone uh, is one of the demands and then linked to the world of work, there is also the demand of a real reduction of the working hours for everyone, because women just have no time for themselves. They they, they don't have time to fully participate in economic, social, cultural, and political life. And a real reduction of uh, working hours for everyone, of course, would allow maybe a more fair distribution of paid and unpaid work between everyone. Um, then, uh, w- as we talk about unpaid work, I jump to the third of our demands uh, that is, three month uh, parental leave for everyone. Right now, uh, the law tells us that the, the, I mean, forces the mother to stay at home for three months after childbirth, while Uh, the father has 10 days. I say father because this is a leave that is explicitly only available to male partners. So it really excludes, for example, lesbian couples. Um, This is a very clear message the law is giving us. It is that uh, our place is at home with the children, while men's place is at work providing for us and the children. And um, we are demanding for an equal parental leave for both parents involved, no matter what gender they are, um, of three months um, after childbirth, which also would allow to to really diversify parenthood models and to allow both parents to really be involved in the first week of a child's life and to organize the unpaid care work at home uh, more fairly between both parents. our fourth demand is a right uh, for housing for everyone we 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 all know how dramatic the housing situation is in Luxembourg the prices reach record heights all the time and it's it's really it becomes really Luxembourg, I mean people who work and live in Luxembourg main concern why are women more impacted than men because women earn less than men so they are pre- they they just proportionally pay more in rent but also because um, m- almost 90% of the, of the single uh, parent households are uh, households with a mother and children. And because women then also um, accumulate different types of discrimination, especially if uh, we talk about immigrant women, black women, women who have no papers, uh, single mother, as I already mentioned, victims of domestic violence and so on. Um, Then, um, last but not least, um, our fifth demand is a real fight against uh, violence against women and girls, but also all type of gender based violence. Uh, Right now in Luxembourg, uh, we still don't have a a name uh, to call uh, what it is to, to kill a woman. Just because she's a woman, which is a feminicide uh, it's a word that still doesn't uh, exist in our legal framework, for example. And it's, uh, we really have urgent need to change that. So in short, that's the five demands for
0: in, today. In short, that's the five demands. You can find more information and read more on that on uh the freistrike.lu website it's f-r-a-e-s-t-r-e-i-k dot l-u and of course join the strike today um you mentioned all of these demands however there is unfortunately also another subcategory that um to whom sometimes these um even fixing these demands wouldn't maybe uh, ease in the life of the people. And it is the people who are. Um, either undocumented live in Luxembourg, people with migration background and that is a part of your work, a big part of your work and I would like to discuss this with you today. We take a little break and then we will focus the rest of the show to this to mention what are the missing parts, what would be maybe helpful to change, how we as a society maybe can um raise awareness of it and maybe even ask for the changes and create these changes but uh first i'll play a track that is called back baby by jessica pratt which is also jessica who is the guest today so we're continuing with a conversation with Jessica regarding the demands for this year's women's strike that is happening today, and we've mentioned before the general demands that are being presented as a focus of this year, but um, there's also special demands for a special category of people that don't necessarily fit into people who might may directly profit from the demands and Asti represented by Jessica in the studio today have formulated special demands for a special group of people that Jessica is also going to present because I think she is a better choice to talk about it than (laughs) than me so um, maybe you can go through the demands that Asti have formulated and I think what is already cool And helpful is that Asti have formulated them together with people who will directly profit from these demands, which I find always um, great to really make um, changes or what you want to ask for with people who actually will profit from this than like abortion laws that are created by men and without asking for women. So, you know, this radical example that I took now to exemplify what we try to avoid.
1: Yeah. So maybe a little bit about the process on how these demands were formulated and on the work we do at ASTI. So ASTI is a migrant's rights, um, an organization that defends migrants' rights and and just in general, a better uh, living together in Luxembourg. Um, with different services, and I personally work in a service called Guichet Info Migrant, where I have opened consultancies with migrants and also non-migrants who have questions about immigration law. In the context of my work, I... um, often see people who find themselves in very vulnerable situations, especially people um, who are third country nationals and who have no residency permit in Luxembourg. So... There are different reasons why people don't have a residency permit in in Luxembourg. It can be because those people have applied for asylum and it was not granted. It can also be because people had a residency permit, but because of a change of situation, they, they lost that right. It can be a divorce. It can be a debt. It can be the end of studies, for example. Um, and then there is people who came as tourists and maybe just decided to stay because they didn't really have another option and now find themselves really invisibilized. I mean, this is a group of people that no one really knows anything about. People really conf- often confuse them with refugees. So there is this this idea that there's migrants that usually are European migrants in people's minds. Uh, Portuguese people, Italian people because those are, are big communities in Luxembourg and on the other side you have the refugees but there's this big group of third na- country nationals that is not really fitting into those uh, categories and um, we, we know or i have the feeling that people really know not much about this this group of of people. So in Luxembourg when you're a third country national that means you don't have a European passport you have to have a good reason uh, in order to live in Luxembourg. You have to have uh, a work contract and fulfill a lot of other conditions or you have to uh, be married to a Luxembourgish person or a European person or you have to study here and have the financial resources to be here. You cannot just want to live in Luxembourg and come and live here. Um, So this group of people are particularly... um, vulnerable and and in this group of people women are extremely vulnerable so if you look a little bit at for example the human trafficking um, numbers or the t- work trafficking numbers of victims of, of exploitation by work women are the large majority so um, the UN last year in in a report of two ta- uh, about two ta- uh, sorry about two 2020 um, states that um, 83% of people who are sexually exploited are women or girls, Um, 90% of victims of human trafficking for sexual exploitation in Europe are women or girls, um, and also women and girls still represent the majority of victims of human trafficking in all forms of exploitation, also exploitation by work and not sexual exploitation. people who are in an irregular situation are really highly exposed to the risk of falling into this kind of networks um, when the people didn't arrive through this kind of network. So you can have a person um, that came to Luxembourg for studies, that lost the residency permit in the end of the studies and then now has no residency permit, no work permit, so cannot find um, a job in the regular uh, Market and and therefore has to work uh, on what is commonly called the black market without contract and and often fall into exploitation through work but also into networks that could traffic those people or or really um, yeah really exploit them and and the big problem here is that when you are a person without papers or when you are a woman without papers you cannot just go to the police and complain. And and this, the employers know it, and the people who exploit um, or, or or are violent against women without papers know very well that uh, that women are not. I mean that those women cannot just go to the police and complain like everyone else. So um, as us, it was really important for us to to make this. These situations more visible, and therefore we organized on the 5th of February um, a workshop for women, where we really sat together and discussed. Okay, what are the main concerns um, in your lives here in Luxembourg? We invited migrant women. Uh, generally, um, I would say good half of the participants were European, and the other were c- third country nationals. And we agreed on on four main. Um, Concerns for migrant women in Luxembourg, the first would be the need for a regularization of all undocumented people in Luxembourg, because undocumented people are often framed as potentially dangerous people, but they are actually most of the time victims um, of, of different forms of violence and exploitation. Um, and the only way to really protect them would be to to document them. Um, the second demand is uh, as long as there is no uh, widespread uh, regularization of undocumented people, it needs to be guaranteed that uh, that if a non documented person complains at the police for violence or exploitation, it is not that person cannot be denounced to the um, minister of foreigners affairs because right now if um, you are a victim of domestic violence and you don't have papers and you go to the police, immediately the Minister of Foreign Affairs is informed. And if the case doesn't really conclude to anything, I mean, you have exposed yourself and most of the time you have 30 days to leave the country. So no victim of your viol- domestic violence takes this risk, obviously. Um, the third um, concern was really the situation of the the women working in the cleaning sector and uh, doing domestic work. I mean, in, as I mentioned before, in Luxembourg, 83% of uh, the cleaners are women. And in domestic work is even more difficult to know uh, the numbers because often it is um, they are employed irregularly um, and often enslaved. I mean, we, we see in Asti situations that are really... Uh, horrifying of of, um, families exploiting third-country nationals, uh, women, always women for domestic work, um, really like uh, they did in times of of, of slavery. I mean, situations we we can't imagine still exist, people who work in exchange for a place to sleep and food. Uh, And and these are people who are... um, uh, we, We really need to have a a bigger attention on. And the demand, uh, Asti's demand, is clearly um, the improvement of the labor inspection and investigation systems, as well as really uh, the creation of a zero-tolerance climate towards labor exploitation. Uh, We we ask uh, for a bigger presence uh, of ETM, which is the work inspection uh, in the field. It has to become more visible, more multilingual. Uh, really needs to strengthen the prevention and detection of, a, of this kind of abusive situations and information on how to denounce an exploitative employer must be really accessible and um, easy to follow up. And then uh, last but not least, um, one of the main concerns of the women present in the workshop was the access to healthcare. Um in the end of last year, the Minister of Health and of Social Security have announced a universal health coverage that um, would uh, be um, implemented in the beginning of this year. Um, we are the 8th of March and it still didn't happen. And every week and every day and every month counts. I mean, we have people in Luxembourg that are completely excluded from Social Security. And those are the most vulnerable people. We talk about people who have no jobs and therefore are not insured, people who are undocumented, people who are homeless, have no address and therefore are not insured. So it's really the people who would need uh, more support um, and a more preventive approach towards health that are completely excluded from our health system. So these are demands that really particularly um, emphasize on the needs of this particularly vulnerable group.
0: Mm hmm. This is really for me, it's really insane to hear it because um, I am a part of this vulnerable group. At the moment, I um, I found my way to make it work. You know, I had my residency permit uh, with the studies and now the other way. But, you know, you don't realize how close you can be to really if you are in Luxembourg as A student or you work and if you're not from Europe how close you can be to fall into this category and then you just lose everything and that is incredibly an unstable and insecure position to be and you can look on the outside as a let's say a perfect person who fits into all of the frames under which um, you wouldn't even imagine uh, being in somewhat of, um, I don't know, dangerous situation. But then one day, if your residency permit is over, you are completely, you're completely done and insecure. And this, I think is a very vulnerable position in which a lot of people find themselves in. And it's really, really sad to, to, to admit it. And also to realize how many people are just not aware of the situation in which a lot of people find themselves in. Um, Let's take a little break, uh, a little musical break, to uh, brighten up the mood. And um, we have 20 minutes of the show left. Maybe we can continue a little bit the conversation with how we as a society can maybe raise our awareness of these topics and... Um, I wouldn't say find the way to change it, but perhaps we can just talk quickly um, with you how, let's say, quote-unquote, everyday person can maybe play a little but somewhat of a role into changing this situation. I'm going to play a track called Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Uh, Ara, you are listening to a conversation that... Myself, Nicole, who is normally here on RCD Radio uh, during the mid-morning shows. Um, I'm talking to Jessica, who is representing ASTI today, who is representing GIF. And we are talking about Women's Strike that is happening today, the demands of the GIF platform and of ASTI. Jessica has mentioned now the demands of ASTI. And um, I couldn't help but wonder... Um obviously the, the the change, the shift in in the rules, and the policies, and the politics will have will happen from people who are actually responsible for that. I guess at the moment the listeners hopefully there will be somebody who can change a lot of things who is listening today. But for example, uh, people like me who are in the cultural sphere who are in maybe working in just everyday sphere what would you as a social worker recommend maybe to get to know to start being aware of to maybe learn about and maybe even do to um to somehow potentially make these make more awareness of these situations you know that some people are still extremely um just discriminized and also um, the situations that are known how would you maybe as a person from that sphere recommend implementing the knowledge into everyday life
1: Mm, This is a good question. (laughs) There's no really easy answer to that. But um, I would say that um, the platform GIF has really tried to, um, through its activism and through the movement it has uh, been creating, to to broaden um, the concern uh, around um, women's rights in a sense that we do, do not want to have a very white neoliberal feminism. What we want is really to have a feminism um, for the large majority of people. And this feminism includes um, the most vulnerableized sections of society. And those are women who accumulate different types of discrimination, um, lesbian women, women. Um, the whole The whole queer community, uh, black women, um, uh, yeah, I mean, undocumented women, as we already talked, uh, but also black men, uh, queer men. I mean, um, patriarchy and and this uh, masculine hegemony really oppresses the large majority of us to uh, for the benefit of a very few. So it's not really um, one only group. Um, concerns that we are trying to defend, and I think, as a as a person who maybe is not really active in those kind of, I mean, professionally active in this field, um, one one way to um, contribute is really um, to keep this in mind and to really try to have this intersectional uh, worldview and and really realize that um, we are not all equal uh um, for the law uh, but we don't all have equal opportunities and really try to get involved there where um where where there is a need and in Luxembourg for example if uh, as a person you want to support um undocumented migrants or really get into this topic a good way to do is is of course to contact and and to get involved in organizations that already uh, work on this subject. I think that there is um, a lot of people who already do a very interesting work a lot of organizations uh, that are active in anti-racist work uh, and and first of all it's important to listen to what those organizations have to say and what the people have to say, what the people that are touched by these problems have to say. And in order to listen to the people, you you have to get involved with the people. Um, In the specific case of migrant women, undocumented women, third country, uh, nationals, um, it's really also I encourage everyone to to really um, launch the conversation around, just talk to your friends, talk to the people who maybe don't have a European passport. Um, and and ask them what what their experience has been. I think um, I I think it's very interesting that you shared your personal uh, situation. I mean, as you said, um, people who find themselves in those kind of situations are whatever that means, but regular people. Uh, just people like everyone who, who just fall into this administrative trap and therefore are, are really, really vulnerable to, to every kind of violence and, and and exploitation. And to start talking about it and to encourage people to talk about it without shame, because we put people into shame. We we make people feel ashamed of their situation when we should all as a system feel ashamed to create those kind of situations. So um yeah, really. Inco- um, I really encourage everyone to talk uh, with people around them and to get involved in organizations that are already active. Um, I mean, you can just go to uh, Gif's um, uh, internet site and, and look at, for example, who are the organizations that are active in the platform and and get in touch with, with some of these organizations. I think this is a way, and then, of course, um, we have this democratic problem in Luxembourg where we have half of the population that lives here that that cannot vote. And then we even have a bigger problem because we have so many other peoples that work here every day that that, that cannot participate politically in, in, in any way. And therefore, it's really important to encourage all the political initiatives that people that cannot vote, like, for example, migrant women, have and to listen to them and to give them more power because they are already um, um, taken away their voice when it comes to to, to voting, for example. So uh, really emphasize those voices and... Learn with people who are already doing something. I think uh, this is this is an important message overall. It's true for uh, if you want to get active in Luxembourg, but it's true also if you want to get active in in other countries, in countries who are maybe in some kind of crisis or some kind of conflict. There are already local organizations that are really active. There is a history of activism everywhere. I mean, people have been um, active and fighting everywhere. So. Look at what is already done and maybe um, learn from the people who are already on the field.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think this is also a, as soon as you start learning, as soon as you start a little bit taking a position, you get more and more motivation, you know, to try to change something, to do something through um through different domains you don't have to necessarily go and become you know like a social worker or, or or do um some crazy things you know in 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 every domain i think there there are ways to get active and to get involved in culture in in social work in in school just the way you talk to your family already i think and can be a great help to open up awareness and create conversations. And I think this was a really great point that that you made um it's it can be overwhelming but i think step by step uh, when when you start to be more involved in in your society in your community then you know you get more and more motivation out of this and i think it's the best it's it's the best way to finish off today's okay. conversation i think there today there is a great great chance to take this first step to join the women's strike uh starting around five o'clock meeting up at the train station get involved read a lot and just just be active don't be a passive a passive person Um, I think this note we are going to finish today's show maybe Jessica will be back at some point we'll see where this will um, take us and uh, thanks a lot for coming If people are interested to find out more, maybe they can go into Asti's media platforms, websites, and whatever there is existing, uh, to Jiv platform, join today's strike, talk to people, and we'll we'll make this world better. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Um, Thanks for coming again, Jessica. Thanks for inviting me. I hope (laughs) to see you soon.